Hello, welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, I'm here today with Akash uh, Naidu. He is the uh, founder of the Startupreneur and uh, he has a very rich background of taking companies from 1 to 10x. Uh, he is not only in the startup and incubator ecosystem, but he is also helping uh, entrepreneurs within corporations to um, uh, succeed in their innovations. What I loved about Akash was, uh, you know, I just attended his talk at a youth entrepreneurship conference. He has an amazing uh, presentation style. I loved his slides. And uh, all you guys, please check out his YouTube channel on Startupreneurs. He's got a startup song. Uh, I was totally blown away by his communication presentation skills and uh, how much value he added in that brief talk which he gave. So I just thought he must come to the podcast and he's been gracefully uh, agreed to present himself here. Welcome, Akash. Uh, I couldn't have introduced myself better than how you have described. Uh, so th thank you for that. One of the best introductions <laughs> and totally my pleasure to be, be on your podcast. Uh, I just want to ask, uh, who is Akash Naidu? Who do you think you are, uh, you know, as a person? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think, the toughest question uh, to answer. Uh, but I've been trying to articulate this this uh, question myself. Uh, I, I realized Akar Shnaidu is is someone who who's got uh, two different facets to him. Uh, combination of uh, someone who's who's very focused and also someone who's got a very experimentative side uh, to him. Awesome, awesome, great. Uh, so now I know I'm, I'm dealing with a very innovative person and innovation it resonates with your core personality. So <laughs> uh, you write right from your journey from IAM and you said no to a job at Facebook. You, you moved on from a job at Facebook to help uh, support entrepreneurs and like that was not enough. You became an entrepreneur yourself to know what it's like to be in the shoes of an entrepreneur. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, just to give you a context, I used to work with IM Bangalore Startup Incubator. So as part of the incubator, I was seen as a startup ecosystem enabler, someone who would uh, who would work with startups and give them the kind of resources needed to succeed. Uh, so being an enabler, um, I had the opportunity to interact with hundreds of startups, uh, potential entrepreneurs, uh, successful entrepreneurs, scaled entrepreneurs, and gather uh, gather their perspectives uh, so what i got uh, in my few years of uh, running an incubator is is an aggregated understanding of how the whole process of starting up works and from there on i i've always wanted to uh, toy with the concept of entrepreneurship the reason being uh, my father uh, is also uh, he's, he's a seasoned entrepreneur with 30 plus years of experience uh, mm -hmm. uh, and he's had multiple ventures in the renewable energy space and I've been shadowing him uh, in various forms, informally, formally part of the ventures that he's undertaken. So I was always on the sidelines when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, observing entrepreneurship as a phenomenon. And and I, uh, I, I was always looking at it from that perspective. And then I thought, uh, why not? Uh, why not start up myself? Because when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, the kind of experience uh, uh, that I can bring in as an entrepreneur myself would be very, very different because that's a passion of mine to to help and to work with uh, new ideas. Uh, as I said, I am ex uh, experimentative and explorative. I That puts me right in the space where I'm in the midst of many ideas, many founders doing different things. How can I really support them? So uh, that was a point which was going on with me for a few years until 
of course uh, after the incubator i had joined facebook for a very brief period uh, because uh, you know it's it was an enticing opportunity the company uh, to start with it was it's got a very uh, great working culture uh, as an employee and uh, nothing i could ask better for uh, i think before joining facebook in my mind i sort of had made up that i should become an entrepreneur but somewhere i was uh, still not sure uh, if it was the right time so working for a little while uh, i realized that uh, you know it's it's high time i i want to jump in and uh, and then of course uh, took the call uh, to to do something called as a startup entrepreneur startup entrepreneur initially started out as a video series for potential entrepreneurs where i'd done maybe a series of five or six videos talking about how to get a co-founder how to crack a business model or um, how to get funded in from a very very elementary perspective so that anyone who doesn't even know about startups can can understand the topic or a dialogue around that can be started and eventually that that fleshed out into something bigger you mentioned uh, that you created those videos i i've checked out some of those videos and i yes. think that's a very very cool advice you're giving to uh, uh, founders who don't understand the starting up landscape and uh, uh, you know in in that uh, line of thought what was that uh, founding moment when you decided after the video series were done you okay. know like hey i'm ready to do a startup i'm uh i'm ready to take this to the next level because that's the toughest thing people have here in silicon valley should i start yes. up or not is the hardest thing for them the decision to start up is uh not something that may happen overnight it it takes a, it takes its time and it takes its evolution for that seed to grow within you and uh, and to transform into something more concrete where you are really sure that you want to uh, sort of jump into it so they went to study at the london school of economics and uh, there's a career trajectory that one Uh, one takes up after going to institutions like that uh, uh, you you are uh, seen or put in jobs uh, that that require you to have some sort of impact and then i got into the typical here kind of a, an orientation where uh, i took up a job i used to work for uh, indian school of business uh, handling uh, research on organizational behavior and i was doing more sort of uh, the intellectual uh, work because uh, of because of graduating from lse and eventually it took some time when i uh, started my role with im bangalore's uh, startup incubator is when i actually started looking at entrepreneurship from a very very practical perspective and, uh, so you know the toughest part um, after becoming an entrepreneur was the first 3 to 6 months it was a personal transition that i had to make that was very very difficult because uh, here i was seen as a startup ecosystem enabler someone who supports startups who's been associated uh, or been in positions of power where you you could help other startups and and you look at the ecosystem from a different vantage point and uh, on the other hand you become an entrepreneur and you are looking at the ecosystem from the other side so yeah. uh, uh, so that kind of a transition as someone who's who got used to the good things before and to becoming an entrepreneur which is not necessarily the most rosy thing to to do i think there was a switch from being someone who was um, uh, always willing to give and support startups to being focused about my venture and supporting startups through that medium uh, is is uh, uh, is something that i had done also the good part of this transition was the fact that i had built a certain network uh, being a startup ecosystem enabler gave me access to uh, government officials uh, investors uh, startups educational institutions all that i could ask for uh, uh, governments of various um, countries Uh, so it was pretty much a solid network that i could build and i could start uh, 
leveraging that for my venture right from day one. So that was one of the key uh, strengths that I inherited uh, while while I was getting into entrepreneurship. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a phenomenal, uh, uh, <laughs> an inspiring journey. Uh, you've uh, touched uh, the highs and lows, I believe. And uh, to be self-driven is the hardest thing to uh, uh, you know uh, keep in mind when you're a startup founder yourself. You have nothing backing you. Uh, you are your own strength, and uh, looks like you've taken it very far. Uh, you know, during the presentation at the Youth uh, Entrepreneurship Conference, you had a few key tips, uh, which you said of uh, key traits or key, um, you know, quali qualities which uh, founders need to work on. Uh, yes. Can you can you showcase a little bit about that? At, uh... At YES, uh, the Youth Entrepreneurship Summit, I was focusing uh, more on the kind of skills that are required to be imbibed by entrepreneurs because one thing I realized is that, uh, you know, no matter how much you talk about business model canvas and product market fit and all the so-called uh, good-looking, good-sounding terms uh, for entrepreneurship, uh, uh, it is very much different. I think it's at the ground level, the set of skills that you need to operate with are very, very different from what a typical journey of a startup would look like. And that is something that I realized uh, as I went onto the ground it's, is, the, is the fact that um, you need to have your negotiation game uh, uh, right in place. Uh, so you need to get your A game on in terms of uh, uh, negotiating with the right kind of uh, uh, say right starting right from the employees to uh, to the vendors to uh, you know to the pricing and and various other aspects so uh, i thought that is something that uh, needs to be uh, uh, looked at and uh, and it is inherently part of uh, uh, part of any any conversation that you have as an entrepreneur so that i thought is a life skill that that becomes really important as an entrepreneur and the other aspect that i i really felt that is important is big picture thinking and uh, being an entrepreneur or a startup entrepreneur, uh, uh, thinking, having a big vision is like a default. It, it's it's uh, it's mandatory because uh, unless you're looking at a big big problem to solve, uh, uh, you wouldn't be able to get there. Uh, I think there that's where a fundamental difference between a typical business and a startup comes into play, where uh, a startup is looking to solve uh, a bigger problem and uh, and a business. Um, uh, and a business may not necessarily do that. It could still uh, uh, do business, but but uh, but uh, you know it may not necessarily be scalable. Uh, so uh, the scalability element and the big picture thinking is something that I that I felt uh, is really really essential. Uh, and points uh, were were the fact that how how you leverage your networks as an entrepreneur. I think personally that was yeah. really important for me uh, yeah. because uh, the first hires that I made for my purely from my network uh, it be it uh, hiring the first intern to hiring the first few employees to the coders I think the ecosystem was all around me and I just had to tap into it so having some sort of intelligence in terms of uh, uh, by intelligence I mean some sort of an insight into who to reach out for what and how to, how can they help you and how how can you help them and how can it be mutual I, having that sort of an understanding of uh, your own network or awareness of your own network becomes really, really important. So I think all all my uh, firsts have happened only because of my network. Even the first client that we got uh, uh, was also because uh, a startup that I, I was supporting while I was at IM Bangalore actually recommended me uh, to one of the incubators to, to, to kind of develop uh, 
uh, a kind of ecosystem for them. So, uh, so the first client, the first employee, and uh, um, and and the first uh, uh, first few calls, all that was happening through the personal network. So, uh, I would say networking is also an essential skills. A building a network and B leveraging it. Both are uh, equally uh, kind of important skills. So, uh, as an entrepreneur, I realized that I was good at building a network, but how do I leverage it? That is something yeah. that I. It took me some time to transition into, uh, and now that I realize it, it it becomes the the best way is to be kind of mutually beneficial kind of a network where uh, both of you can um, uh, can support each other and and it's like a symbiotic uh, relationship that you develop with your network and and the relationships that can translate into a lot more and and I believe that uh, you know these relationships need not be transactional. But uh, but but long lasting, so that you can do a, a set of different things, and the ecosystem that you're operating in becomes really really critical as an entrepreneur because um, you are uh, you need to know the space or the landscape that you're operating in. What is the sector? Who are your competitors? Uh, and what do they price the product for? How good is their product? How bad is their product? How do you stand uh, relative uh, uh, in in comparison uh, uh, with them? And um, and uh, all sorts of uh, insights and where is this industry headed in the next uh, few years? Who are the people? Who are the key stakeholders? Who are the movers and shakers? Having that kind of a general awareness which can come through uh, maybe news and some sort of personal connect and being connected, being glued into the space that you're operating, that becomes uh, really, really uh, essential. Uh, I would yeah. Say. So I just uh, have some uh, additional thoughts uh, okay. but, uh, based on what you said. So. In my second book, uh, for um, uh, you know, understanding your competitive landscape, we have we. It's very important because when you pitch to a VC, they use power grid and the magic yes. quadrant. Power yes. grid is how do you place yourself with respect to competitor, and magic quadrant is the big picture thinking which you told, yes. which you talked about. Yes. And uh, yes. for networking, we have tools like um, uh, a template for crucial conversations, starting from mm. icebreakers to uh, difficult negotiations where uh, emotions get heated up uh, or, okay. uh, you know, so there are templates, uh, mental templates, like they do it okay. in leadership coaching. So these okay. are all uh, selling a lot with entrepreneurs, no wonder. And yes. uh, there's uh, another tool called technology monitoring where uh, uh, when you place big bets, billion dollar bets, you okay. have to understand the full landscape. So how do you know that uh, what is going, uh, what's going to go on with the next big thing? Uh, okay. uh, is internet going to be the next uh, big frontier or, or is there going to be a decentralized technology? You know, questions mm -hmm. like this. Uh, mm -hmm. There are tools, but I think it's used by experts. Uh, but course. you're talking about getting it from people which works anyways. So, yes. so this is great. Uh, yes. uh, I totally love that section. I think that was the most uh, valuable section in your presentation. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing it so quickly here. Uh, uh, zero to one yes. and one to 10x. Can you yes. briefly talk about how do you help people from zero to one? And then okay. again, uh, mention how do you manage one to 10x? What is it like? In terms of uh, the way Startupreneur is structured, it exactly does that. So one, we work in the, operate in the zero to one ecosystem, which is most probably in the space of pre-incubation. Uh, that's how it is being defined now, where uh, uh, it would mean uh, a potential entrepreneur, which could be minus six months from the time they uh, intend to start a venture to maybe two years uh, into the venture. So that is more like a zero to space, uh, zero to one space that uh, I would define as. And through this uh, period of zero to one, uh, typically an entrepreneur is expected to 
to a uh, have come up with a particular idea that uh, uh, they want to pursue b um, to have validated that idea with the uh, requisite uh, uh, you know market segment and c uh, to be able to have got their first uh, first paying customers and uh, to that end what we are looking at is we've developed an experiential entrepreneurship program especially designed for the first time entrepreneur uh, wherein uh, they are taken through a set of modules uh, uh, in in which part of the curriculum is uh, is theoretical but uh, more than half of it is actually practical where they need to do a particular task uh, if it means that um, if it means that they need to do a business model canvas uh, on one um, one part of the program they understand what the various what the uh, different building blocks of a of a business model canvas are on the right side they actually work on a template uh, an editable template where they build their business model canvas where they get some sort of feedback from a mentor or an advisor and similarly the intent in, of that program is where they actually come up with a a business plan or a pitch deck by the end of it uh, uh, which would be relevant enough uh, to be shared with different stakeholders like a customer or an investor uh, so it means that they understand how the idea has evolved right i mean if it was an idea that came in from their own experience if it was an idea that came up spontaneously if it was an idea that came out of an opportunity or a problem statement uh, these are things that they go and understand uh, more deeply and and also go through various aspects like if they need to come up with a pricing uh, a whole structure around pricing is given uh, in terms of what are the various pricing models how do you uh, price your product is it cost plus pricing is it value based pricing is it market based pricing so these are different elements uh, that have certain details and uh, get the price of the product similarly when you are with a co-founder how do you uh, negotiate in terms of your equity um, these are real challenges that an entrepreneur would face as uh, they start their entrepreneurial journey and these are the issues which only the practical issues that they encounter which have been encapsulated in this kind of a um, uh, this kind of a module that that's what uh, uh, i would define as a zero to one phase and that's where mostly incubators uh, come in handy and uh, what i used to do a large chunk of my work at im bangalore was to facilitate startups in the zero to one space uh, uh, now coming to 1 to 10 is is what the space that i would define as being with accelerators or angels and uh, uh, venture capitalists is when a is i would understand that when a uh, when a startup has paying customers uh, maybe 10 or 15 big paying customers depending on the segment that they are in if it's a b2b then 5 to 10 paying customers are good uh, and if it's a b2c then of course it would the metrics would depend on the kind of idea that they are but uh, as someone who's reasonably found a foothold and needs some sort of funding or some sort of an expertise either in terms of uh, scaling up beat uh, their uh, team or their technology or um, or their operations or their partnerships whatever it takes to scale them uh, to 10 times of what they are doing currently is is when we believe that there is a product market fit uh, uh, in, in the sense that uh, when we know that the product has been accepted by the market move them to an accelerate uh, accelerator program uh, where they either get like market access or market connects for example a lot of corporates have these um, uh, accelerator programs wherein they uh, uh, they actually test out the pro products or services of these startups for their own uh, uh, business and then they internalize them either by acquiring the startup or um, or actually being their first big customer so the uh, getting that sort of a validation in the industry gives them uh, 
a head start into going into the next orbit and so on and so forth. So there are a lot of uh, different ways in which uh, startups can go from uh, X to 10X. But uh, but yeah, this is this is broadly how we would see see them progressing in a uh, in a linear fashion. Again, I would say that uh, it need not always happen through institutional support where they have gone through an incubator or accelerator. But uh, but it also happens that. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs approach the venture capitalists directly by writing to their websites or um, or connecting through the analysts or whatever and getting into the deal flow and directly pitching to the VCs and being successful uh, in their own right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, there are different ways of looking at it, but this is how uh, I've seen see, seen it operate. Uh, that's an amazing uh, uh, journey to take uh, along okay. with the founder. Uh, yeah. you, you literally live it every time you work with a yes. founder. You're living the whole experience. I'm a skeptic of uh, the startup ecosystem, uh, you okay. know, because I feel it's evolving very fast, way too fast with, uh, uh, you know, communication tools. And nowadays, the fate of most startups is they get acquired. So. Okay. You've gone other days where uh, an organization grew and you know it, it lasted for a long time. You're yeah. always thinking, when is this gonna a company gonna get acquired by another one? Uh, so in that in that uh, scenario, uh, how yeah. do you tell a founder or uh, an aspiring entrepreneur to find their why? Uh, I come across founders who who even talk about exit even before they've started yeah. their venture. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, it is not unusual for someone to think that way because they've been hearing stories of uh, people getting acquired for insane amounts of money and uh, or have raised X million dollars of funding and it's all happening. It, these are all people who, whom, whom you've grown up with or whom, whom you've studied with and all of that. So it's very much a, a kind of a new dream that people see uh, in terms of a startup uh, uh, idea. So. I think that why is something that we are very, very particular about right from uh, the beginning when we start working with entrepreneurs or nurturing them at an early stage is, um, is, is to clearly say that it is not about raising millions, but it's, uh, it's also about the mindset uh, uh, to, to be um, an entrepreneur or uh, solve a genuine problem. So I think the why has to come closely with the problem uh, statement that they are trying to solve. Or why, I think why comes in even much at, uh, earlier at a stage where they decide why they want to be an entrepreneur in the first place because uh, this is a game that requires a lot of passion, a lot of patience uh, yeah. uh, and a lot of persistence to, to kind of uh, stay hooked on to this. It's, it's not glamorous, it is really, really slow. I would say entrepreneurship is not that fast. Uh, so one needs to uh, to be able to go through this grind. Uh, again, I'm not saying grind as, as if they have to go through a lot of hardships or anything, but it's just it's just you have to be right there and, and stay with it. So uh, to that end, uh, so the why needs to come from at least a couple of different sources. Uh, so it is it has got to be either to do with um, with the space that they are in. So if it is some, if it's a very passion driven venture, uh, and you are giving a form to it, uh, form to your passion or a business to your passion and then translating that into a venture, then you're more likely to stay hooked on to it and try different things because m most probably what happens is the first model that you start with is not the model that you end up being yeah. successful with. So you need yeah. to try out different things and to while you're trying that out, you should not lose hope and you, you will never know when is the right moment, where what, what is the right thing that you're doing. So. Uh, you have to live with that ambiguity. So that passion is one of the factors 
uh, in why that will keep them going. The other aspect is uh, that why can also mean that uh, an exit, which is not a bad, uh, uh, not a bad idea at all. Uh, you can always uh, know that uh, know the space that you're building a startup in, and you know that this is a as a bigger, well-funded startup or a corporate which is looking to acquire technologies in a certain space. So why not build a technology that can be acquired by this uh, corporate or, or funded startup and you do so. So that, that why also is acceptable and it's very, very clear. But if you are looking to build something that is uh, uh, all permeating or, or uh, you know, all pervasive kind of a thing where uh, you are looking at a broader vision and you have to stick with it. Uh, if your vision is aligned to that kind of a level is when you do whatever it takes to solve that problem. So uh, I think that kind of staying power is required when it comes to having a, a broader understanding, a broader understanding of what problem you're solving and being there till it gets done. So similarly, in our case, um, the vision would be around the fact that we, as I said, we want to be the gold standard of the uh, incubator ecosystem where we believe that uh, proper support needs to be given uh, to first-time entrepreneurs who are getting into the system and that support uh, needs to be of a certain standard. We do that. So we, we are focused on creating that kind of an ecosystem globally. So until that job gets done, I'm going to be at it. Um, kind of why uh, evolves over time. It need not be that the why has to be constant right from the day you started, but uh, but you need to believe that the why uh, has to happen and when it happens uh, you're pretty much set so yeah yeah that's where all this uh, uh, amazing inspiring energy comes from when things yeah. don't work out and it uh, makes you unique it makes you yeah. keep keep going so yes. so so that's a great answer i think it will stick around for a long time with many people who listen to this podcast okay okay thank you uh, akarsh uh, yeah. uh, such a pleasure listening to you uh, we should do many more sessions together i think uh, you have a great deal of knowledge in uh, ecosystem exploration and uh, uh, the uh, one to ten x space it's really exciting you have so many okay. insights uh, okay. So, um, any parting thought uh, before we uh, wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, thanks, Vidyangi. So, this was uh, really challenging for me, the podcast, uh, because uh, <laughs> this kind of a format uh, where it made me think uh, uh, in a short uh, while, you know, reflecting back on my experiences and um, and really superb the way you framed questions. Uh, in oh, fact, okay. I've been part of many such uh, uh, panel discussions where I've got a lot of unexpected questions my way, but. Uh, this kind of very well thought out and very insightful and sharp questions coming from you um, made me do the thinking. I hope uh, that I have done some sort of justice to the kind of questions you have asked. Uh, but uh, but yeah, also I wanted to mention a little bit which I which I did miss out in in, in, the, in my podcast is the fact that I have a co-founder um, on Startupreneur and uh, he happens to be my brother. Uh, his name is Adhikar Naidu and uh, in fact he was also one of the reasons. Uh, why uh, you know startupreneur actually took shape uh, uh, and a little anecdote to that was the fact that both of us are from uh, london school of economics so both of us have studied uh, at the lse he was uh, he's younger than me so he studied a few years later so what happened here was uh, i was looking at uh, the ecosystem from uh, from a different perspective of nurturing and working with startups while he was actually part of uh, uh, investment firms like Goldman Sachs and he was also awesome. part of an a angel yeah. investor network like uh, it's called Kiretsu Forum again uh, a, a global kind of angel investor network so he was part of um, 
working there and he was looking at startups from an investment angle and by training uh, i was more from the people management side and he was more from emerging tech uh, uh, kind of side so we saw a lot of com- complementarities to kind of come together and that's how this whole uh, startuppreneur kind of uh, uh, the venture happened in fact i missed out that point where you know what what were some of the reasons so i think uh, while i was uh, while it was happening i think you needed the right kind of co-founder and i was just yeah. lucky for me that yeah. it was from my family and uh, someone who is uh, equally capable and interested uh, in the idea so i think somewhere that kind of uh, having a co-founder will uh, yes. uh, you know take you safely through the journey and i, I think that's the also the point that i want to emphasize uh, as a as a parting thought yeah yeah awesome yeah i do i totally understand i have a co-author and we've been through really rough times together and okay. uh, we finished the book because sometimes she took charge of things and i took okay. charge of things so uh, it it's like a family a co-founder literally their family to you <laughs> yes absolutely yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, i will definitely ask the audience to go watch those initial videos which you made i found them very useful i hope they find it useful too and okay. for all you guys uh, in the 1 to 10x uh, space right now you have a business but you've got some clients you want to scale to next level please check out akash naidu's startup entrepreneur um, and uh, reach out to him he's reachable on linkedin and in any other way uh, people can reach you Um, yeah, Akash, yeah uh, I think that I think LinkedIn would be just about perfect, and uh, uh, I am very accessible there. So I'll I'll go on and take it forward from there. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah.